Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode, and thank you so much for joining me. You know, it the, the financial emancipation journey is like a very much of a roller coaster, right? You will experience highs and lows. And I think that the expectation that you will take a ride as if it was a roller coaster will give you a more realistic outlook on what it takes to get towards true financial freedom and understanding that even when you are financially free, you will still be on a journey that includes a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And a lot of the ways that you, there's ways in which you can mitigate the lows and accentuate the highs so that you experience the highs more than you experience the lows. But understanding that there will be moments where you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. I wasn't necessarily prepared for that. But in a way you are prepared for it. Um, preparation is key as it relates to your finances. So when you think about all the ways as we, like we're approaching a weekend, we just finished a holiday, you know, it's summertime. We're talking about summertime travel, um, spending more money because you're outside, you know, understand that the summer comes every year and that we, we do the same things in the summer or we want to, or desire to do the same things every summer. So the idea that summertime comes and it's a little bit of a surprise to you shouldn't be right and the fact that you may want to spend more money on certain things in the summertime should not be a surprise to you therefore you have to plan for the summer and the winter and so it's 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 one of those things it's very challenging right um there was a point in time in my life a couple of years ago where I was in regular weekly therapy and um it was the most it was actually the best investment that I've ever made in my own self it was expensive at the time the person I was seeing was charging me $90 a week and so it was it was expensive by standards of saying like that's a lot of money per week but I desperately needed it right I needed to kind of get my mind right get focused handle some unresolved grief I needed to do this and so in order to make that investment in myself I needed to spend I needed to spend that money and so there were other things I didn't do because we're talking about basically $360 a month and I was in therapy at two separate points but each time was a, a year or more so we're talking about a good amount of money, probably close to $5,000 I spent um, on on therapy at two different points in time. So that was money that I couldn't spend on other things. And so I made some adjustments and some changes in order to be able to afford that. But what I get to the point is that she, my therapist used to say to me that um, anxiety, she would say that de- depression is depression is being, is thoughts of the past. Anxiety is thought to the future and you need to live in the present. And when you're in the present, you're not experiencing either one of those two things. So, um, so she would say that because she want, you know, sometimes you can get really stuck really far in what's about to happen and it makes you anxious or what can happen in the future. And if you get really stuck on what you did in the past, um, it can get you, you can get really stuck in that and it can get you down to a deep depression because you're experiencing regret about something that happened in the past, something you have no control over and anxiety over the future because it's something else you have no true control over. You're not there yet. So you don't know what's going to happen. And so she would always try to encourage me to be in the present, you know, be in the present, deal with what's happening in the present, recognizing that you have no control over the past and very little control over the future. The only thing you control is where you are right now. And so I bring that up as part of 
a conversation as it relates to your finances is that is that people kind of get stuck in the planning phase, right? They think they don't want to plan. People, I've heard people say to me, you know, I could die tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. And this is all factual. And, he, and your life is not, we have no idea when our lives will end. But you, as much as you could not be here tomorrow, you could be here for 30 more years. And to not have planned with the idea around what you would like. If you have no intention of being here tomorrow, or you don't want to, or you don't care if you are, then you live your life accordingly. But if it is your hope and your desire and your plan to live extensively, then you need to plan for that. And you can still plan in the moment without being stuck in the future and having anxiety of it. You can just plan in the moment, right? And so in the moment, you can make plans like I discussed about the summertime. Summertime was coming in the winter, so you plan for it. So here we are now, it's summer. And whatever's happening is kind of happening. We're here in the present. But if you want to plan for the future and you want to plan for something that you know is coming, Christmas is coming. The holidays are coming. December is, is approaching. Um, so you know that that's a time for which money is something you're going to spend. Begin to think about it now. And just make a change. So if you say, I'm not saying you should plan out your Christmas list right now. But you can say, you know what, I know that this is what happens for my family based on the fact that Christmas just passed six months ago. And so, and the hangover from the holidays, the financial hangover already occurred. So instead of waiting until October to deal with that, you can say now, you know what, I'm going to take $50 and just put it to the side every time I get paid in anticipation of, of for Christmas recognizing that $50 over the, you know, every two weeks until December now may not get you all of the money that you're going to spend for Christmas, but it will help you be a little bit ahead. And a small gesture is your designation to yourself. It's your demonstration to yourself that you are committed to peace as it relates to your finances, even in the future, right? It's demonstrating to yourself that you are capable of controlling some parts of this. And that you can make choices and designate things that will make will help you later on down the line. Because the reality is you don't want to obsess over the future because that is how you get anxious and get anxiety. But you can plan for the future in the present in a way that allows you to feel prepared and gives you less anxiety because you're less worried about the future. And so, you know, our feelings and our emotions around finances are real. And the reasons that we spend money, the reasons we hoard money, the reasons that we are nervous or scared or worried about what is going to happen going forward as it relates to our finances is real. But every, every worry and concern that you have can be addressed in one way or another. And so instead of being that worried, you can deal with some of the reasons you're concerned. If you're concerned that something may come up and you may not have the money, then start an emergency fund and commit to putting the money that you need to put in the emergency fund. If you're concerned you won't have enough money to deal with Christmas six months from now, start putting your money away now. Make the sacrifice now. And when you do that, you realize that you don't have to worry about it. If you know that you want to travel, you want to go on trips, start planning now. Put that money away now. Designate that money now. And then you won't have to be worried that, you know, your kids will never go to Disney or you'll never go to that island vacation you need. You know, planning and being present and being focused on your finances allows you to move forward 
with some confidence and confidence is essential to managing your finances but what it does for you also is that it allows you to make choices and then live and accept in those choices you get to designate you get to decide what you will and will not ha- happen for you in the future going forward because you're prepared and preparation is key to success. So being prepared in advance of everything, understanding what you want, knowing that there's some flexibility there and that things change and giving yourself the permission to, to have concern and thought about the future to the extent of what you want to do and then make plans associated with that and be willing to make sacrifices and commit to those sacrifices ahead of time so that you can reap the benefits of that later on. Those are things that you can do in order to make sure that your finances are working for you and not the other way around. And ever so often, you know, we need a podcast like this because it's almost like a pep talk. It's like, no, you can do this. You can control your finances and therefore have an aspect of control over your life so that you can live the life that you want to live. You can do that. Your finances are not something that's going to run amok and just do what you do what it wants to do unless you let it. It's your responsibility to, to, to wrap your hands around your finances and direct it in the way in which you want it to go so that you can live the life that you want to live. But if you don't want to put your hands on your finances and get dig deep in, make the sacrifices that are necessary, commit to making those sacrifices, be focused on your finances, look at them, be a part of them, recognize where you can and cannot do things and exercise discipline with yourself as far as being able to tell not only other people no, but being able to tell yourself no being able to put up boundaries around your finances, be willing and able to designate your resources as it relates to what you are committed to and what you are focused on. If you can do that, you will be able to make your finances work for you, no matter how much money you have. And being able to say to yourself that the immediate thrill that you could get from this thing is not more valuable to you than the long-term success that you can have from being financially free. If you can, if you tell yourself that and you understand that and you believe that, you will soon not have those impulses that you need to fill immediately. And if you do, you will figure out other ways to fill them rather than just the impulse of just buying something, doing something, having something and spending money that hasn't been designated. You can do this. You can do this. You should do this. And you will do it if you're committed to living a future of financial freedom. You know, I have a bunch of ways in which you can do it. But the first step is you wanting to live a different life when it comes to your finances. You wanting to change the, turn the page, change the direction which you're going financially. And when you're willing to do that, then there's just some technical steps that you need to do. But it's a mindset and you have to change your mindset around your money, around your finances and around what you believe is what is right for you is for your life. And how much of that you believe is related to your financial freedom. And once you can go through that and assess that and decide that, the next steps are just simply making those sacrifices, committing to them, and watching your money work for you rather than you work for your money. So I wanted to give that on a Friday, just a little bit of a pep talk. You know, we're heading into the weekend. I know that there's a lot of stress as it relates to money, but I want you to take a couple of deep breaths, woosah, pull out that pen and paper, make a budget, make a plan, and stick to it. And that's the first step to how you'll begin walking towards your financial freedom. 
So if you haven't already done so, head over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. And follow my YouTube page, Financial Emancipator. Um, join me there for some videos talking about home ownership, talking about um, a, a, a actual financial situation that came up for me. And, um, and there'll be more videos there as time goes on. So if you need to contact me, feel free. I'm at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back next week as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.